Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hat smiley face. Was I supposed to say that? Yeah. Or was I supposed to act that out? Well, hello and welcome to the China Shop. Everyone step in, step in, the doors are wide open. I'm shopkeeper Dan and with me as always is Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, other than a little sunburn on the top of my head. Just peeling, <laughs> clogging up the shower, it's disgusting. <laughs> I hate it when I hate it when you peel too much time in the sun trying to fix a boat. Receding hairline problems. Hey, nobody knows that. Edit that. You just you just said you had sunburn on your head. How else does that happen? Could have been my forehead. Nobody knows. <laughs> all right, yeah, all right, yeah, Kyle, Kyle, I'm I'm definitely gonna cut that. Yeah, that's I know. that's as good as cut. That's as good as cut. I hate getting old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on into the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, rage against the stock market hedge machine. A lot of lot of rage against the hedge machine these days. Uh, we, we'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us. We're here to smash our way in a complete set of fine china, sharing our ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. And if you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our Knowledge Center on FinancialNeptitude.com. You know, this, this, this show, plenty of other shows, we, we talk a lot of stock jargon. You may need a, a place to, to try and learn that jargon before you can make heads or tails of what we're saying. We've got a few beginning trading episodes, one with comedian Eddie Pence. Uh, we got one with Dr. Hans, the investing tutor. You can give those a list, listen. Uh, we'll have those links in the episode description. But also, we have a great Discord server. Kyle and I are on there just about every day. Uh, really awesome place to be. You can, you can directly ask questions and uh, have, a, have a dialogue on there. Uh, we, we love it. Uh, we, lo- we just love everybody on there. And uh, we love being on there. And uh, so, yes. So sign up, join, and send us your your address in a private message or email, and uh, we'll send you a smash it yourself mug straight from the shop. We're just so glad you're here. We're also looking at designing some uh, some shot, shot glasses. So uh, yeah, we'll let everyone know once we uh, decide <laughs> what to go with there. I got in the. Don't give it away. What? <laughs> Why not? Just give everything away for free. It's ridiculous. I will bleep it out <laughs> and then leave them wanting. Okay, that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, uh, we we are we are looking at getting some shot glasses. Kyle, we got a we got a, any any show news other than than we might get some new merch to send away for free. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> uh, coming up uh, next when or this coming Wednesday, we have our month end review. Um, the week after that, on the ninth, we'll have the hotly anticipated Antib interview with CEO Dan Legault. Yes. Oh, I'm so excited for that. I'm so excited for that. I am too. We got a lot of questions from 
the fans over there on StockTwits, so hopefully we don't scare them off. Yes, yes. <laughs> some of those are pretty pretty good questions. Yes, uh, some of those questions uh, I don't even understand. So. I know, I had to ask for <laughs> some clarifications on some of the acronyms they were using. <laughs> you know, I'd rather look like an idiot and get it right. <laughs> um, on the 16th, we'll have our friend Alex... Alex Greengard. Alex Greengard, yes. Uh, crypto expert. Yes. We're, we're designating him expert because <laughs> he knows way more than we do. So we're looking forward to talking with him. He, he does. And then to round out the month on the 23rd, we'll be releasing an episode with Sarah Glass from Trade Pro Academy. Oh, yes. This is the one where we talked with Vico that uh, is the expert on order flow. So can't wait to pick her brain and learn some new ideas for how to analyze i i've loved every one that we've interacted with from trade pro academy yes it's, it's been great uh we had george on here we have vico on here they gave you uh, access to their program which you're going through right so we should be getting some good updates on that going forward oh yeah in phenomenal incredible stuff so we we've got a big june uh coming up mm-hmm. man it's it's june's looking great uh for for the guests in the shop last bit of show news yeah we got a message from jeremy from uh looks like edgewood texas uh says he loves our podcast listens every chance while he's at work and wants to know if there's any chance we can add a little crypto segment mm. I did ask him, too, if there's anything in particular he wanted us to cover. But uh, so it's more just getting our take, he says, on Bitcoin, Ethereum, not so much Taji or Sheeb. Uh, but he thinks there's a good opportunity to make money in the crypto market. He loves our different segments uh, in each episode, earnings or news. Thought maybe we could throw a little crypto segment in there at some point. We were talking about this a little bit before, but uh, I'm seeing less and less value in the options segment uh, for me personally. Oh, the options alerts? Yeah. Uh, I'm not really using them anymore. Uh, I'm getting more of my trade ideas from from upcoming catalysts that I, I see coming in the news uh, that have been working a lot mm-hmm. better. As we look too, we saw that those trades don't really have a very good success rate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they they, <laughs> they don't. I think we're gonna. I think going forward, we're gonna, uh, after this episode, we'll probably be focusing more on your momentum list in that spot, and we'll probably fill it out with some crypto content. I don't think the uh, the. It's been played before in the shop, but we do have a good crypto song on deck. Oh, okay. I think it's it's pretty natural that we get a crypto segment going. We'll uh, we'll be looking, and uh, Kyle and I have already started our discussions on on how that's going to go. So yeah, thank you, Jeremy. Look for those in the future. Uh, probably next week's episodes when we'll probably debut that. So thanks for the message, and your mug should be in the mail here probably tomorrow. Have to wait for the daughter to get back because she's the one who works at Staples, and we get to use her discount. Yeah, well, we've got a we've got a show for you today, and it is three adjectives long. <laughs> lots of movie market. <laughs> we have lots of market moving news. Plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options than profane toddlers on the internet. Oh, love me some profane toddlers. Oh, they're everywhere. Something really cute about a kid just dropping f bombs, isn't there? Where's my money? Where's my money, bitch? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And as always, folks, reach out to us. We love your messages and comments on Twitter, Facebook, the Discord, uh, on YouTube. Uh, or if you're old school, you can just send us an email to the number two bulls at financialneptitude.com. That's two bulls, but it's the number two. You can also give us a phone call, 725-22-BULLS. Maybe you've got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you made. Or maybe you just inherited your uncle's magic ring that turns you invisible, but it turns out you have to go throw it in a volcano. It doesn't matter. We love it when you reach out. Well, at least we're done with American Tale. Papa! Vival! Papa! All right.
Can we get through the bet results? I just want to fucking end this. Oh my god, is it time to talk about the bet results, Kyle? Yes. Oh god, I almost... I really, I almost forgot. I I was just so taken away by, you know, my own rendition of American Tale in my head. I didn't tally up how you did or how the random did. It doesn't really matter. All I know is that I got, uh, I, I didn't get last place at the just the right time. Because <laughs> you stole my pick. <laughs> what yeah how could i steal your pick i was the one who got to pick what did you finish with amc closed out the week at 26 dollars 12 cents a share which brings my total up to a very humble 905 dollars 24 cents i got skunked 24 cents uh my total ended up finishing 44701 uh cvm sell ended the month at 2151 i basically held that for the entire month uh, I'm still holding it in my stock portfolio because I think I was just a little too excited about that news coming out. And probably going to be another month or two before that actually does drop. Uh, the random IPO opened at 58.72, closed the week 61.53, went from 601, $600 and one cent up to 628.72. So it looks like Dan, you're the big winner. Oh my God, I'm the big winner for the month and. I, I'm afraid to say that I'm excited to not have to write the SAT essay portion, but <laughs> you still haven't assigned me your consequences yet, so I don't want to say that yet. Oh, yeah, yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't say that yet. Um, I'm just sad that you didn't try to get a jump on it. I have a feeling that that essay, though, is probably uh, probably going to be less time intensive than whatever you're thinking of, because I know it involves a Hulu account. I don't know what gave you that impression. Uh, your Discord chat from two months ago when you thought you were going to win and I jumped into the lead. Mm, mm. And I asked you if, you if you had Hulu. Yeah. How does your car looking, by the way? Oh, it's, it's actually not looking bad, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I formed a fucking habit and it's your fault. <laughs> I probably shouldn't antagonize you before you give it to me. <laughs> Bring up my pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, okay, hold on. I need to make some notes right now. Kyle is a dick. Okay, uh, <laughs> noted. Yeah, we'll be, uh, we'll be given those consequences. I will be handing out consequences on the Month End Review Show. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned. Yeah. They're going to be good. Um, all right, let's finish up with the, the poll and then move on to something actually exciting for me. <laughs> yes. Uh, last week we asked if uh, people were buying more crypto after the big sell-off. Mm-hmm. Kind of interesting the way these results turned out. There, uh, let's see, thirty-one percent saying hell yes, it's on sale. Thirty-nine percent saying hell no, it'll fall more. And then another thirty percent saying I never buy crypto. So we might have been targeting the wrong audience because <laughs> uh, it was zero saying I buy regardless of price. Yeah, it really goes to show that people are looking to trade cryptocurrency and not invest cryptocurrency. That's interesting. When you're in, well, that's that's you know what we talk about. Long-term style, buy at whatever the price is. Right. Just keep accumulating more. Just keep accumulating. Keep well, you think, yeah, especially in uh, a big dip, you think people would be lining up if they were seeing it as or treating it as an investment. I think maybe maybe the, the all the bad press about the energy usage has got people questioning whether or not Bitcoin is going to be the one going to into the future. Yeah, but even like Cardano has been falling, uh, and that one's supposedly one of the more green alternatives. Same with mm. uh, Chia. Is Chia, Chia going down? 
Yeah, I think it was down to, um, I didn't check this morning, but uh, I think it maybe is, I think it's more to do with the news that we talked about last week of China kind of clamping down on it. I think people are still, and then there's also a lot of talk from Fed about trying to regulate it now coming up. Yeah. So yeah, regulation for crypto is probably not good for a decentralized currency or something that <laughs> That's its biggest uh, uh, appeal. <laughs> right, right. It's deregulation is what makes it appealing. Yeah. Yeah. So what What a good time to start a crypto segment would be right now, but uh, we're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, hopefully that'll tie it, out, tie it over Jeremy for a, a, at least a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I've, got, I've got another one for news, a, a, a little tasty story that, for the news segment. Which well, Let's go into news. Is it time for? Yeah. All right. Let's get some music going. Well, we all know why we're listening today. The sharpest person with the week to replace. So sit back, we got some market affairs. Get some stories for the bulls and the bears. Clowns running companies. Laws change overnight. Here we are. It's time for China Shop News. Yeah, now it's time for China Shop News. I think maybe I should uh, lead off here now that I've teed myself up for that big story. Okay, go ahead. St- start off on a little bit of fluff. Police in the UK found a pot. What they thought? Hey, pot farm! Look, we got this big uh, warehouse here. It's a ton <laughs> of heat, ton of electricity. Get their search warrants from the judge. Fucking bust in, expecting to find a giant warehouse full of illegal indoor pot farm and they found a bitcoin mining operation with over 100 computers <laughs> and uh <laughs> the excess heat from the building was the excess heat from the computers obviously the electricity was from it as well it wasn't all a loss though they did arrest the bitcoin miners because they had tapped into their neighbor's power to uh to fuel the bitcoin operation see uh, <laughs> now, in the u.s when you get a search warrant for something like you can only make arrests for what's listed on that search warrant so i don't know if that's the same in the uk if anybody's uh, familiar with uk search and seizure laws yeah <laughs> wants to, to jump on our discord and let us know but yeah i'd be curious to know if that's if they've got similar protections in place there that's a good question. I I am I am completely ignorant of British. The only thing I know is they wear wigs. So weird to me. In yeah, in court. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that's that's the end of the story. I just thought it was really funny. They thought they found an indoor pot farm and they found a Bitcoin mine. God, can you? <laughs> no drugs here, and then trying to hide the power cords while they're. <laughs> oh God. Dan, I think we really need to talk about AMC a little bit more. I know we just did a whole episode on them, but goddamn, what a week that had. Look, Kyle, AMC hasn't sold a car since the 70s. They're a defunct automaker. Why are we wasting our time talking about them? (laughs) I know you drive around that little AMC gremlin that you love. Are you confusing AMC with GMC? There literally was a car company, (laughs) AMC, American Motor Company. Oh, okay. They made the gremlin. It was a a big flop, Uh, and that was in the 70s. Yeah, yeah, I like telling jokes for my dad. <laughs> All right. Um, can we do some actual reporting now? Did you buy it when it's cheap? Do you ever get that fear that you'll miss out on moves that retail found while Ortex sends its tweets? Are there eight bombs in your sleeves? Have you no idea it's gonna squeeze? We dreamt about it nearly every night this week. 
How many stock shares can you keep? Cause there's this tune we found that makes us buy some more somehow And we play it on repeat Until we fall asleep Green candles up so steep Do I want to hold? Cause the price can go both ways So just buy and hold Sort of thinking that's the way The markets they were made for buying things like AMC day after day. Hedges, fuck you too. Ever thought of buying? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, AMC went up a little bit this week. I heard. Yeah, and the crazy thing was, I mean, this was not the squeeze yet. There was the shorts were not covering. Uh, I'm looking at the, uh, the Ortex tweet where they tweet out the, uh, updated short interest and, mm-hmm. uh, it actually changed. It went up 3%. So let's see. Shares borrowed 5.19 million shares returned 1.23 million. So the change of almost 4 million shares cost to borrow was gone up to, it's at about 11%, not quite the same, you know, Oof. 200% we were seeing a couple weeks ago, but still pretty expensive. So there's still a lot of, uh, a lot of pressure on this stuff. And I think next week's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, part of the reason why we had that kind of fall yesterday when we hit, uh, what did we cap out at? About 36, and then it kind of fell from there. Mm-hmm. What we're looking at was, I think, was a gamma squeeze, where as that stock was starting to run away, it was getting into that feedback loop where all these out-the-money options were getting closer to in-the-money. So it was actually the market maker that was buying the shares to to basically keep their their delta neutral position yeah i think we talked a little bit about that with richard friesen but uh, i'm sure i can find a link to something that explains that a little bit better than i can here in the next couple minutes but the problem is that everybody started selling those calls when they made a shitload of money on them rather than exercising them Mm -hmm. that allowed the market makers to start selling off the positions that they had previously hedged for and then that created a lot of selling pressure Yes. Does that make sense? That does make sense. Did the short interest increase, though? Yeah. Yeah, short interest increased by 3%. So there was still people selling short, opening up more positions on the short side of it. But the most... I don't know that necessarily what we saw was a short attack, or if it was a combination of that and the market makers unwinding their long positions to hedge for the options expiring potential for like having the inventory to be able to issue them. Uh, it definitely... Reminded me of GME and the up and down stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, the good news is that it looks like there's a lot of uh, open interest coming up next week, too. So we're kind of got the same setup. <laughs> oh, yeah. Love it when there's weekly options. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and they're getting so expensive now, and I really want to start selling some of them. But, fuck, I also don't want to miss out on this thing. It does go to the moon. How pissed would you be if you yeah. sold off half your shares at, like, $30 calls for, like, 200 bucks a piece? And then turn around and have the share price up in the hundreds. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been doing weekly calls, and I should have sold uh, when it was hitting near its peak. But, you know, I got in that euphoria, like seeing seeing gold in them there hills and was mm-hmm. like, I'll just need to sit. I mean, I still I still made a profit on my options. I'm not I'm not crying about a profit. That, that's, yeah. You should never do that. If you made money, it's good. <laughs> uh, 
if you made money following your strategy, it's good. The other interesting thing going on with the AMC, if you don't mind if I keep the floor for a little bit longer here, yeah. it's dragging up a lot of other short stocks, too, or heavily shorted stocks with it. It's not just AMC. I mean, GameStop was hitting uh, 265 at one point. Uh, Virgin Galactic, mm-hmm. heavily shorted, was, was running. Jumia, Bed Bath & Beyond, uh, BlackBerry, BB. Uh, I mean, just a ton of these stocks were all... Nokia started to pop. Uh, Microvision started running again. I think it was uh, up to 18 at one point. It had been trading around 14 the previous week. Nice. So, actually, that might make a good poll question, I was thinking, too. Uh, besides AMC and GameStop, are you making any plays or bets on any of the other heavily shorted stocks? And then we can give a list of some of those ones I just mentioned as options to choose from. You know, make make sure we leave in an option for, for no. <laughs> oh, yeah, and write your own. <laughs> so, pick the top two and then yeah. or write your own. Or maybe not just do options, just do yes, no, and then we can ask for comments for what which ones you're looking at. There you go. Sounds good to me. All right. Hey, we got a poll question. All right, good. Check that off the list. I do have another shorted company story. Oh, yeah? Uh, Recaf. Uh, let me get the actual name of it. Uh, Renaissance Energy Af- Africa. This is one of the stocks that one of our Discord users turned us on to uh, back when they... We're shooting up because one of their oil wells was uh, uh, just discovered to have a whole bunch of reserves. And supposedly they got another one that's supposed to be coming up here soon, like their second well site. Uh, yeah, we expect to announce results from well two in the next four weeks. Um, but there's speculation right now that there are a ton of undisclosed short interest. Oh, undisclosed. So let's see. Since late November, 85, 80, almost 86 million shares of the company have been sold short in the U.S. An average of 57.16 of the company's shares traded every day look like they've been sold short. Canada, the number is even larger. Shocking, 113 million shares of the company sold short since May 24 of 2016. That's inferred from short selling average in the stock. Uh, the numbers tell a more surprising story in conjunction with the charts below. The majority of the short positions may have started in the middle of 2020. Okay, so it looks like only 16% are covering each day. So only 16% buying, uh, 16% selling. If that's That means there's 3.5 times more short selling than covering. How? Yeah. Wow. Right? So you've got a short-term catalyst coming up here in the future. Very heavy short interest on a stock. Uh, I think this one's an over-the-counter stock, too, though, so that means there is a fee to trade it on TD Ameritrade, and I don't think you'll be able to get it on, like, Webull, but something to, to maybe keep an eye on. Oh, okay, here is the, the other interesting part, too, that I, I found was... was uh... So, in a recent announcement by Recon Africa, the company says that National Geographic is facilitating activist short sellers to destabilize its stock. If true, in our view, this would yeah, represent a terrifying escalation of aggression by hedge funds. There's also a theory on a stock forum speculating that Canadian-based hedge funds may be the culprits of this distort campaign. Hmm. Yeah. National Geographic, according to Recon Africa, is facilitating activist short sellers to destabilize the stock. That's fucking crazy. That, that is fucking crazy. I'm looking at the I'm looking at it on uh, Meritrade. It's it's fifty two week high was eight dollars seventy cents. It's sitting at seven dollars and four cents. And that so I think that I high mean, was hit right after their announcement of the, the reserves in that first well. They only have a $1.1 billion market cap. There's only 160 million shares out there. So I would th- I, I feel like if you were an activist hedge fund, couldn't you just buy them? I mean, not every hedge fund has billions of dollars. <laughs> Fair enough. The, the, the thing that puzzles me is, Kyle, 
you're not going to get rid of oil as long as there's a demand for oil. So, like, taking right. out any particular oil company doesn't solve anything. No, and there's always going to be a demand for oil until we come up with an alternative to plastics. That's the other thing. Right, right. It's not just used as fuel. <laughs> we use it in everything. Yeah, we need to stop burning it. <laughs> but you're not going to get rid of oil. <laughs> right. And and there are we're, we are seeing tech, technological innovation make oil less relevant in mm -hmm. all these electric vehicles that are that are coming out. But those electric vehicles still have a lot of plastics, so yep. oil's not going away. Plastics, polymers, uh, nylons, uh, all the fucking clothing like eh, that shit's used everywhere. And vote with your vote with your dollar in in your purchases. If if you want oil to go away, do your best to not use any products with oil in it. Good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I'm not a fan of destroying the planet, but we can't we can't just flip a switch and turn oil off. Right. That's not how the world works. <laughs> Do you have any more stories? I've got a few stories, but I have one at least that I that I definitely want to talk about uh Okay. Switzerland. Switzerland, the uh that famous European country for famous that European country famous for banking and neutrality and their watches <laughs> and knives and chocolate. <laughs> Well, thanks to the Credit Suisse uh, scandal, they are actually currently considering laws that would allow them to punish the, the bankers and the financial directors. Oh, wow. They don't, they don't have them. <laughs> they don't have them. Uh, but they're now, for the first time, like, well, maybe, maybe we should? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's all tied in with the thing that I was talking about with my company, too. Yes. Uh, and it just keeps getting worse for that. I hadn't really talked too much about it, but I did see that the apparently Britain has an office of serious offense or serious fraud. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that that branch is now investigating uh, uh, my company. Um, let's see, there was another one in Greensill. Yeah, no, not Greensill. Uh, Liberty in conjunction <laughs> with the oh, Greensill wow. deal. Yeah, uh, and then the other, <laughs> and then the other. There's another one in uh, um, Australia that was opening up an investigation too. It was another Ministry of like some type of some kind of weird name. Wow. But yeah, um, it's not looking good for my company. So hopefully I'll be not doing that and trading full time here soon. Right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, you may have to. I know. <laughs> uh, if. If the scandal is so big that Switzerland is now going to pass laws that let them punish bankers, we are in uncharted territory. Like, that's, I mean, we, this is a country that has had these banking traditions since, you know, I don't know, the Middle Ages. I mean, I guess that's one way to get your name in the history books as a steel magnate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Took down Switzerland's banking Art ambiguity. It might not pass, but the fact that they're talking about it to me is incredible. Yeah. Uh, you know, banking brings in so much to their economy. Their culture is, is kind of uh, part and parcel with banking. And yeah, just ooh, ooh. Yeah, it's a new <laughs> era. That's, that's probably enough news stories. I mean, if you want me to keep going. Well, I got two that I need to get through real quick. Okay. Um, I think we should just briefly mention the GameStop NFT project. Uh, we posted a link in the Discord. We'll put that story in the uh, description for people to take a look at. Um, one of the things that kind of caught my eye was uh, a theory going on. I think it was on Reddit that they were wanting to that if GameStop was to issue an NFT token as is that like saying ATM machine? By the way, they were <laughs> if they were to issue an NFT as a special dividend, 
that that would really like completely screw the any short sellers because part of the requirements for when a company issues dividends is that anybody who sold short those shares has to go ahead and uh, issue that dividend to the people who bought their short share short shares because right two people technically own that whoa whoa wait wait so so if i if i borrow your share and i sell it to uh say jen okay so now if the company issues a dividend they're on the hook to issue the dividends to that shareholder which is you but it's also jen because it's been it's also been borrowed and sold to jen so she she's got rights to those dividends as well she also needs to get the dividend so the person who sold short is now on the hook for paying that dividend you you have to pay me the value of that dividend the gamestop would pay you as the original shareholder and then the short seller me in this case would have to pay jen you have to pay jen but because it's an nft an nft can't be counterfeited or copied <laughs> so they yes. have no choice but to buy those shares back in that scenario now it's I did see something countering that that was saying that the that scenario is not likely here, at least in the future, because uh, in order to issue dividends, a company has to be profitable for the year, and it did not look like GameStop has met that requirement yet. But that could be something yeah. that's coming down the line, so something to keep an eye out. Or there may be some other ways they can work that in to, to make some interesting pressure on short sellers. Okay, and the last thing I want to go through is uh, watch the... I think it was Michael Colglazer on the Virgin Galactic test flight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a quick five-minute video. I'll post the link to that, too. Um, just talking about how well everything went. I mean, everything executed flawlessly. The the interference that they were dealing with that delayed the test flight, the most recent one that was postponed, uh, 100% gone. Uh, they still have two more test flights to get through, the second one of those being the one that Richard Branson is supposed to be partaking on, and then there'll be another one after that for, I think, the FAA licenses. I'm paraphrasing, so don't hold me to, to any of that. But uh, the interesting thing to me, there's two bits that stuck out. The first one being that uh, the timeline they're putting out. That third flight was supposed to be at the end of the summer. So that means they're going to get through three flights here in the next basically three months, right? Yeah. So that's that's interesting. And the other interesting thing was that Richard Branson's already undergoing his astronaut training. He's the second flight. So does that mean that if I'm going to be a, a passenger, that I'll have to go through astronaut training? No, I think it's more because he's 70. Yeah. Um, that's part of the, the yeah. beauty of their platform, because they go up into the atmosphere with the plane. They don't have that initial, like, getting through the heavier part of the atmosphere on rocket power. They don't have to deal with the, nearly as many G-forces and everything else. <laughs> you don't have to withstand all the G-force, Yeah. <laughs> But uh, the fact that Richard Branson's already going through his training on a flight that's coming up uh, second in line makes me think... Th I wouldn't be surprised if there's another flight in June. So I'll be looking... Mm. Uh, I think I've got some June 18 call options. I might be trying to roll those into July. Because as soon as they announce that, you know, we've seen it before, every time they announce a test flight, the stock goes up. If this flight's successful, it goes up even more. Well, then, yeah, you're really poised. Yeah. Got to roll them options. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Now that that wraps up my news. All right. Well, I feel like anything I say is underwhelming at this point. <laughs> uh, but it's probably time to move on because we've been talking a lot at your faces. Um, <laughs> but before we do, um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just in a silly mood. Before we do, uh, I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our sponsor. Two Bulls in a China Shop is brought to you by Sue Pullen at Fairway Independent Mortgage and Equal Housing Lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. 
She's got over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners, whether it's purchasing, refinancing, even reverse mortgages. Sue will help. She's licensed in 26 states and growing, so reach out and see what Sue can do for you. Best way to reach her is to just give her a call at 520-977-7904, or you can shoot her an email at spullen, S-P-U-L-L-E-N, spullen at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com for all your mortgage needs. And, and Kyle, Jen recently got a new employer who's a realtor, and she overheard one morning him telling two different customers, mm-hmm. oh, let me send you to my mortgage agent. She's the best. She's the only one I work with. Her name's Sue Pullen, and here's her information. Oh, that's awesome. Small world. There you go, Sue. You've got some fans. you got more fans than us. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. Well, Sue's, Sue's an awesome lady, so uh, it's understandable. Did he find her from us? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. He... <laughs> yeah. He, uh, I don't know if he's listening. going to listen to this episode, but uh, I, I, the scuttlebutt on the street is he did give us a listen and bought some AMC at a good time. So, woohoo! Well, I think I know who you're talking. You're talking about Tony Ray, right? Yes. Uh, if you're in Tucson and you're looking for a good realtor, Tony Ray is a good one. Yes, Tony Ray. Well, we can throw him a free plug. There you go. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. By all reports, an awesome, awesome guy. Yes. All right. So, shall we? Uh, shall we talk about some. Let's see, we do we do trading first or investing? I can never remember. Investing. Let's talk about some investing. <laughs> All right, get that music going. Now it's basic investing with the bulls in the shop. Rising up to the challenge to go viral. And you must be a buyer, never sell those shares off. Cause we're holding them all with an eye to retire. Seem more scatterbrained than usual. <laughs> yeah, and I'm sober. What are you? What are you, It's it's all the sleep I got last night. Um, <laughs> how weird is that? Uh, anyway, I would never record a podcast under the influence of anything. Okay, so uh, uh, I actually had another up week on all my long term investments. Mm. Uh, Arkex, TQQQ, and MJ all finished the week higher. Uh, I was going to say, I did see that the uh, Ark Innovation Fund has finally really rebounded. It's up about 13% from its lows. I, I heard that as well, but I, I'm not invested in that one, so no. <laughs> I don't pay attention. Yeah, modest gains. ArcX went from nineteen eighty dollars eighty six cents. It's uh, now it closed the week at twenty dollars thirty nine cents. Probably be up more if she hadn't sold off all of her Virgin Galactic. It's true. It's true, and it makes me sad. <laughs> but I'm not in charge of the fund. It makes me feel better that we we may have picked better than her. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Kicking ass in the shop. Suck it, Kathy. The triple leverage <laughs> NASDAQ fund, TQQQ, uh, started the week around 99 ended the week at $102.45. Mm-hmm. And um, good old MJ, my pot stock ETF, opened the week at $20.16, closed at uh, $21.58. So it was a green week for me all around. Nice. Um, I have... Th- been doing some thinking and i think that my monthly strategy of selling premiums probably deserves to be in investing because i'm trying to do it as a way to generate a monthly income Mm. so i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about those i also want to mention just real quick too about uh one of my favorite pot stocks cresco labs releasing some really solid earnings finally uh starting to see some more positive momentum out of it again 
had been bouncing below 12, but back up above 12 uh, as of last week. Um, really excited to see where this company goes in the future. Um, for my premium plan, I, I don't know what I, don't know what I call that, my retirement plan. Yeah, my monthly plan of harvesting uh, options, selling premiums. Your plan to become a professional. Yes, there we go. Uh, these are the ones that I sold. These are all 618 contracts, and it basically finished up my requirements for June for generating my income. Um, Saber, S-A-B-R, $14 calls. I sold those at 51 cents a contract. JMIA, a $33 call I sold for about a buck. Palantir, $23 call I sold at 75 cents. If I waited a couple more days, I could have gotten a little more out of it, but... Uh, that was the price that those shares were put to me at. So it's basically a free $75 if it exercises. Plus what I got for buying the shares from selling the put. Fucking love the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, PRPL, same thing with that. A $30 call at a buck sixty-five, And then I added Ford to my list because of all the positivity around that um, uh, the F-150 that we were talking about. The all-electric F-150. Yeah. Um, Ford's been doing really well. Don't have to sell me on Ford. <laughs> uh, I sold $13 puts at $0.50 cents a contract, and uh, I was actually kind of hoping to get those shares, but uh, it doesn't look like that's going to happen. I'm probably going to sell some $14 ones just for the hell of it. Uh, I think that's closer to 15 now at this point. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to sell me on Ford, man. <laughs> I remember in January when I was like, I'm looking at Ford, and you said, let me know how that goes. Yeah, but that's changed now. <laughs> I believe you, but why Why was I not liking it? It has changed. That was before they decided to go electric. Uh, yes, it was. It was especially before they unveiled an electric F-150. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, the, I'm, <laughs> I'm just teasing you. The, yeah. the, this, it absolutely has changed, and it uh, has broken out of its, uh, of its little box it was trading in uh, quite handily, oh, by yes. the way. And getting some juicy premiums yeah. on. I don't know how long that's going to last, but I'll take advantage of it while it's there. Right, uh, that volatility will probably fade down as it finds its yep. new support levels. Yep, um, that pretty much wraps up what I have for investing. Uh, uh, there's a very few earnings calls coming up. Uh, we can hit those here real quick if you want. Yeah. My motto's always been when I'm right, it's right. So I'll wait and watch the charts and the change in price. When the movement's mostly finished at the end of the day. And we know the coming earnings gonna move it my way. Skyrockets in sight. Earnings call delight. Earnings call delight. All right, Kyle, let's, uh, let's hear some earnings. All right, uh, nothing on Monday worth noting. Also, probably important to mention that there is no trading on Monday. That is Memorial Day. Ugh, stupid Monday holidays. All right, so the first, uh, we have Zoom, Stone Co., Stone Co., I always want to say Stone Cold, uh, S-T-N-E. Uh, that's the, the IT stock that you did really well on picking that for your pick em. A while back and plug power yeah. plug uh then on the second we've got sjm which is smuckers uh, i think that's the one that makes the jam and the, the peanut butter but they also have a whole bunch of other stuff that they do i was kind of surprised to see probably one of those ones that should do well in the lockdown and everyone's eating at home more because they're working at home then the 27th we've got uh, docusign which i was kind of surprised to see that one hadn't moved much uh, if you remember, it was running pretty good for a while. That was hitting your 52-week high oh, yeah. list uh, back when we first started. Uh, still trading around 200, so it hasn't really moved much. Uh, and then work, 
uh, or Slack, W-O-R-K. That's the one I think that Salesforce bought. It's trading close to its 52-week high. They've got earnings coming up on the 27th as well. Nothing on Friday. Nothing on Friday. Wow, really? No earnings on Friday? Nothing worth looking at. Well, I, I'm a bear when it comes to earnings, I think. <laughs> it's because fear is just so powerful. The, the reason why earnings are special for me is as a seller of premiums, the IV or the the uncertainty that those get priced into that premium is so so juicy that you can really take advantage of that. And the post earnings bounce is another one I like to look at. Someone reports good earnings and the stock still falls. Uh, that's a great time. A lot of times to jump in there and buy. All of the people who aren't long get out. Right. All the people who are easily scared off get out. And then, uh, then it turns around to opportunity. There's also a lot of people that like to hold or dump it, like especially if you see people dumping the stock before the earnings come out because they don't want to hold through that uncertainty. Yeah. Uh, they a lot of times are looking to move back in once they think it's bottomed out from that sell-off. Right. And that's yeah, that's when you want to move in too. Yep. When they're all moving back in, because it's going to push it right back up. Hundred percent. All right, now let's get to the fun part. The, the fun part. Trading. Is it time to talk about some trading? Yes. Yes, please. All right. You say you want a ticker that wins. The bell just rung. It's time to get in. Ups drive us wild. Drops drive us crazy. The bulls will shout. The bulls are always shouting. I want to get rich overnight. Okay, so um, I didn't start the week YOLOing into AMC, <laughs> but I ended the week YOLOing into M- AMC. Um, when I pull up my my uh, Ameritrade account, uh, there are only two two things in it, and that is AMC shares, and I bought a couple of AMC puts to hedge what's going to happen next week. I was really excited to see AMC take the three spot in my portfolio. After starting uh, two weeks ago, like in number ten, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just been it's it's been behaving exactly as we thought it would, mm-hmm. and that that uh, when everything's going to plan, that's a really good place to be. Yeah, I mean my my shares uh, uh, already at a hundred percent gain on the shares. I know, oh, it's so beautiful. I have to take another week off when this thing ends, like we did with GameStop, right? <laughs> <laughs> Not not normal, but uh, definitely what I like to see. Oh, and, yeah. And one of the reasons why I was like, oh, look, I've, I've, everything ended up in AMC because I'm just making too much money with it. Shit. <laughs> now, there's going to be some volatility. I bought those puts because I actually expect the price to get hammered uh, Tuesday and Wednesday leading up to the, the release of the whatever they're going to tell us on the second. Mm-hmm. But uh, if not, I got the shares. So no, yeah. I won't be crying if it goes up. And I, if, this, if the put value goes to zero because the price shoots up, I will not be crying at all. Yeah, no, this is the time to use insurance. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I literally just bought some insurance. That's it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I got, yeah, I got, was getting margin called and sold off all my other positions to avoid a margin call. Oh, no, you bought puts. You didn't sell puts, right? Correct. That means your shares will be sold. Not You You don't get shares in that case. Your shares get sold for that price you negotiated if it falls below. Correct. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's an insurance contract. Yeah. Uh, I have a I have a twenty four dollar strike price because that was that was the affordable. Uh, wh- I bought in at two ninety five, so you figure I would be selling the shares at about twenty one. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I it is not my plan to exercise these. Right. I don't actually want to move my shares out and back in. It, it's my plan to to sell these if 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 the price drops. I've I've made some money on the drop. Yeah, and then that all that does is yeah, give you more money to buy more shares. Correct. Yep. <laughs> on the drop. Yes. Yeah. That that's my that's my game plan. Yeah, if we really want to make the shorts pay, then we need to start hammering them when they do drop the stock price. Yeah. That's one way to do it. Yeah, uh you just keep every everybody just keeps accumulating shares and mm-hmm. when the majority of the 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 people playing AMC all they're doing is accumulating, then it's like a bear trap. It's like setting a bear trap. Because you hit you hit a point where any like like if there was just three of us in the room, there's going to be a point where there's there's sure you can borrow my shares and and oh you sell them to the, to, to to the other person in the room, but there's there's a point where nobody's selling. Every share they borrow locks them in mm-hmm. to forcing a squeeze. Yep, it's a bear trap. As long as the apes and the AMC army keep just accumulating, whatever the price is, buy a little more and hold it. Buy a little more and hold it. It's just, it's, it's a bear trap. It's trapping them in. Yeah. Ugh. And because it's retail, they get paid every couple of weeks. So every time payday happens, people are buying more. It, yeah, right? It's not like they're running out of money, like an institution like needs to go do fundraising. No, everyone's getting funded every time they get paid. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There are people eating ramen just so they could spend the food money on this stock. <laughs> like there's some fucking dedication going on. I eat ramen anyway, just because I'm lazy and it's easy to cook. But I, I, yeah, I think we talked about it last week. I was been looking around like, what can I pawn for more cash to put in my portfolio? Hmm. Do I really need this exercise bike? Maybe I could get 20 bucks for it. All right. My turn? Yes. All right. I've been excited to talk about this. Uh, last week, I was talking about trying a new strategy with some of those AMC calls that I bought. I kept one to sell a another call further out the money against it when the stock was running up just to try to you know maximize the profits I can get out of it. You know, Rather than sell it for $4, mm-hmm. I'll sell another call $4 higher in strike price for $2. And then if it finishes above that price, then I'll end up collecting 600 instead of 400 Really liking that. That ended up executing uh, this week. Uh, so, yeah, basically increased my gains from where I was going to sell it by, you know, 50%. Uh, I did the same thing with space, but I did it basically on a, a much more extreme and <laughs> more daily frequency. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I had those $19 calls that I bought before the test flight, and those were looking really, really sexy by the end of this week. So I ended up selling, I think this was on Tuesday or Wednesday, probably Tuesday, uh, $27 calls at $2. Uh, then the stock fell below that $27 mark, so I bought and closed those out at $0.72. Cents. And I think it was uh, it was either later that day or the next day I sold a twenty-five or twenty-seven fifty call at a dollar fifteen. Uh, was able to close that out again at sixty-five cents. Uh, I sold a twenty-eight dollar call at a dollar. Kind of screwed that up. I meant to do two, but it ended up helping me because I was able to sell another one later. That one I was not able to close because it never got close to that again. Uh, so it ended up exercising. But because it was a nineteen dollar call that was bought for two twenty, uh, I definitely made up the just the premium that I paid for those nineteens. I was able to, to make back just selling these and buying them back when as that IV was decaying. Because you know, it would shoot up in the morning and then kind of taper off slowly through that the rest of the day. So in the morning I'd buy the call and then by the end of the day I'd close it out. 
then I sold a $31 call on the last remaining one, and this was on Thursday, right at the end of the day. I sold that for a dollar, closed it out at $0.37 cents on Friday. Then I exercised the call and sold the shares at $31.27. Nice. That was all just with those two contracts from space that I spent $440 on. I ended up turning that into, I think, close to $2,500. Wow. Fucking Virgin Galactic (laughs) for the win. So uh, the other stuff I did, I had three other trades that I made as speculation for, you know, part of what's going on with the short squeeze, and then one other one that just uh, popped up on Twitter that I liked the reasoning behind. BlackBerry, about six eighteen calls at ten uh, $10 strikes for $0.74 cents a contract. Then at the beginning of the week, I bought a $5.28 $20 call at $3.75, and I ended up selling that at the end of the day on Friday, just before market closes for $6. Uh, that one kind of hurt, because I did have a chance to sell that for 16 I don't know if I was just too busy fucking around with space to pay closer attention to it but i mean i should have been able to sell that for mm-hmm. closer to a thousand than 600 but you know still made some money on it uh the last one that i bought some calls in was a 716 expiration for psth and that's a spec uh 25 dollars calls at two dollars and 55 cents you remember that viking investor that we like to follow on twitter kajetal something yeah uh he's been talking about this one quite a bit and i think he even had an interview with uh the ceo of that or the holder of that company bill ackerman and like he was actually like analyzing what like his eyes were looking when he was getting asked questions like saying okay this means he knows but doesn't want to give away any information this is where he's answering truthfully mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about them announcing oh, an acquisition awesome. deal oh god yeah uh, he he's thinking that this announcement is coming up soon as long as that price stays below 25 before that announcement happens then there could be a lot of buying pressure once that deal happens so he thinks that a deal is imminent coming up in the next like three or four weeks uh, he's been pretty spot on on the other analysis that he's been given. I think that's where I got the BlackBerry idea from, uh, and that pretty much doubled already. Yeah, you're just kicking ass everywhere. I bought these ones just thinking like, well, all right, I'll ride with you. Why not? You're right the other time. I'll make some money. Yeah. If you're right, if not, then uh, Virgin Galactic paid for that. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> Should have went to my margin balance, but uh, I figured what the hell. And for a penny, and for a pound. Fucking incredible, man. Oh, hell of a week. Hell of a week. This journey since we started this show has brought us here where where you're, I feel like through knowledge and experience, you're able to take the situations that you're finding and actually work them to your advantage as best you can. Right. I mean, it, I think when we first started, yeah. I don't know if it was before we started the show or when we first started just even talking about all this stuff, I was terrified of even touching an option. And now here I am scalping them mm-hmm. intraday. <laughs> yeah. <fucking> yeah. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful and looking at my portfolio i mean i'm positive like i haven't been losing my ass off like i expected to be doing when we started the show i thought this was going to be like throwaway (laughs) i thought for sure blowing up every other week honestly i thought the show was gonna i thought the show was gonna end when one of us couldn't afford to trade anymore (laughs) right right well and for 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 a minute there uh when when i first started buying naked calls and it looked like uh, i was gonna blow out for oh, sure. I, I know i talked you <laughs> off a ledge at least once or twice i think you said you'd you'd, you'd paper trade for the show but you weren't going to use any more money <laughs> yeah but like uh i can't yeah, i can't afford to lose any more money kyle and then now here i sit with uh more money than i've ever had in a trading account right and uh i didn't get i didn't get there through all deposits you know uh, i'm positive <laughs> now in my uh ameritrade for sure 
Uh, we're gonna have to rename the the, the website. <laughs> Financial aptitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to uh, go through your your momentum list? I think uh, you might have some updates for us because you've been doing the the Trade Pro Academy. Maybe you learned something to to incorporate with that. I I haven't uh, I haven't learned enough to where I feel like I I, I can work this list as as good as I will be able to once I've learned mm, everything. Okay. I will. I will, I did want to go through it uh, just real quick. Um, I know we ended last week with cor- I was mentioning Cornerstone Building Brands mm-hmm. CNR. They made it all the way through the twenty fifth. Uh, they ended up hitting six days in a row uh, mm-hmm. before they got knocked off. Uh, so I was glad I mentioned that on the show. I was like, yeah. hey, that kept going. <laughs> I had a few more days left. A lot of twos and three days in a row on the twenty seventh. BSY Bentley Systems. Mm-hmm. They they hit four days in a row. Uh, along with uh, Roblox Corp, RBLX, oh, yeah. Yeah. they were uh, they, they were an IPO this year. That uh, user uh, DJ Tequila on the Discord uh, brought our attention to. Uh, Vico has also been talking about that on Twitter. He was pointing it out when it was below ninety, saying that he thought it was going to run up to a hundred, and it got pretty close to that. I think I think it capped out about ninety eight. The actual chart, yeah, it did. It, it, it went almost to to hundred. It's four days in a row. Yeah, uh, and I, I was I was rooting for it because new IPOs. Uh, it was IPO'd in March, mm-hmm. so the fact that it's been out for a couple months and started to run up, I was like, "Hey, hey, we were talking about that on the Discord." Thanks, yep. DJ Tequila. I think Unity kind of did the same thing. Uh, kind of slumped for a bit, then ran up, and then it'll probably slump again. Uh, I don't know why or how Vico came up with that hundred dollar target, but uh, that's that might be now the time to get out of there because I'm sure he saw something that that told him that that was the the top end of that <laughs> i don't know i don't know where he came up with that target either i haven't finished the courses uh, but, <laughs> uh the we ended the week with um with yum china holdings y-u-m-c hitting its fifth day in a row it's mm-hmm. got a it's got a really really pretty chart to look at and that's like kfc and Domino's and all those over in china right i guess it's got its own own stock ticker just for the the chinese mm, arm okay uh, se- seems to be doing really well. I probably with the the reopening, people going out to eat more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it also coincided with the uh, Yum China uh, has started selling the Beyond Meat at the KFC, so they're uh, doing fried plant protein, right? And people apparently are enjoying it. I haven't tried it anyway. Uh, they hit five in a row. Looking at Yum C to see how long they can keep that rocket ship going. Um, nothing. I mean, there's a couple three in a row. Oh, that's uh, good. COMM, Comscape Holding, uh, KT Corp. KT is the stock ticker. You missed the most important one. Oh, yeah. AMC hit the list this week. Is that one day or two days in a row? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thir- Thursday, AMC was on the list. Oh, so they should be on it because uh, of Friday. They definitely passed it on Friday. So that'd be two days. They were not on the list Friday. They hit 36 on Friday. Oh, you're looking at close. I thought you were looking at intraday or just setting a high. I don't know what the, if the screen, if the screener does it intraday or not. All I know is AMC wasn't on the list, and I uh, I think it's because it uh, closed lower than it opened. Okay, yeah, maybe I'll I'll have to get into programming the Ameritrade screener better. I don't know. All right, well, speak- I don't know how to how to do those. Speaking of AMC, I'm going to use that to segue into the the final options alerts. Uh, at least as far as a dedicated segment. Uh, if I still see anything that does catch my eye, I'll probably throw it in there in the trading going forward. But. Mm-hmm. Like we said, it's going to be more focused on on your momentum list, and then probably a crypto segment going forward. 
as we were just talking about AMC, uh, there was a six eighteen twenty five dollar call sweep at four dollars and eighty five cents. That was two hundred and twenty eight thousand dollars traded for that one. Uh, on six eighteen, AMC had a forty dollar call sweep at two dollars and nine cents. That was one hundred ninety seven thousand dollars traded. Uh, there's another six eighteen, and this one was uh, AMC uh, forty dollar call sweep at two dollars and fifty cents. One hundred one thousand dollars. And then there was uh, the last one that caught my eye was a September 17. Uh, this is a $40 call sweep, all these call sweeps. Uh, this one was for um, AMC. Uh, that was at $5.40 mm-hmm, for $172,000. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A lot, <laughs> lot of options being traded on AMC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a pile of options alerts for AMC. <sighs> oh, boy, I think we did it. Like the sun is setting, it's time to go right off into that sunset and do a little good, bad, and the ugly. My good for the week was I started hitting the books and actually doing the Trade Pro Academy videos. How how are you liking it so far? Fucking loving it. It's uh, I can't watch enough of them. It is all information I want to know, and uh, I even I even started the the first one, and it was like this is the intro to what is a stock, and I'm like, no, Dan, you have to watch every little bit because you don't want to <laughs> miss anything he references later. I, I I was watching that particular video at double speed, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, now I've uh, very quickly hit parts where it's like okay i need to be paying attention i've been taking notes i printed out the workbook and i've been following along uh i'm just loving it i'm really excited i feel like like this program that they offer gives me the tools that the the same tools and knowledge that any professional trader at a at a big investment banker Mm -hmm. hedge fund has uh at their disposal well i mean uh the founder george i think he worked for one of those institutions doing doing just that he did yep exactly yeah, exactly. And he's the one guiding you through in these videos. There's there's so much content on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much content. They were great. And they gave, Vico went ahead and gave me two months. There's there's no way I could I could do all they have in two months. And I mean, if I was doing three videos a day, I couldn't get through everything on the Trade Pro Academy. Wow. What they have to offer. Wow. Like there, it's it's and it, yeah, and they go into the nitty gritty details on everything. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm I'm like. Why? Why did I? Why was I going to business school? I should have just gone to the Trade Pro <laughs> Academy. This is all the information I wanted to learn. Uh, I think I'm gonna have to get my account with them, but I want to go through more of uh, Richard's stuff before I j- jump into that. I want to build the the psychological mindset first before I start trying to get the 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 trading ideas. But it'd be interesting if you do it the opposite way. We see which way works better because I think part of Richard's plan assumes that you have like an actual trading plan, and we've been kind of developing that as we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So yeah, we might as well keep mm-hmm. it consistent. Yeah. So what was uh what was what was your what was your good? Uh, I think uh, hands down it was that all the trading I did with space, the way I was able to maximize profits trading those high volatility <sighs> yeah, call options against ones that were already profitable. I mean, I was just happy once I paid for those call options. I was like, now I don't even care if it goes to zero. I've already made my money back. <laughs> well, you know, watching you post in the Discord and then reading all the stuff, I in my head, I was like, oh, they threw him another fastball and he fucking nailed another solid hit. Like, it's just, it's, it's, Kyle's on a hitting streak. He just can't fucking miss. He's smacking that ball real far every time. Fuck great. 
Uh, <laughs> that'll lead into my ugly, though. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> what, was your, what was your bad? Those those covered calls I sold on AMC. Should oh, never have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I t- Ended up buying those back pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> you actually bought them back right before it really jumped, too. I think I was messaging you, and I saw that thing pop up. I was like, man, you got that just in time. Because I think you got it right before like oh, that I did. five dollar move. <laughs> I did. I was literally in the middle of a of a, a personal crisis errand. I was walking down the street with my phone, and I was like, "Oh shit, no! This really is. This is starting to pop. I've seen this before." Okay, buy those back. Buy some. Uh, yeah, buy back the twenty eight dollars I sold. Let's buy some twenty three. Oh, hey, I should have bought more. Let's buy also buy some twenty six. <laughs> Well, to be fair, you said you're only selling that one to make it happen, so we can th- we can thank you for taking one for the team. That was the joke I put on the Discord, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sold this to make sure it pops, and I have to buy it back. Yeah, and that's exactly what happened. Uh, what what uh, what was your your bad? Uh, it was my uh, the last of my twenty dollar that twenty dollar call I bought. I uh, took that one just kind of as a flyer because I thought it was going to move. I thought I could make some quick money on it. I didn't close it out or hedge when it was at thirty plus, and I probably should have. I know I should have, because I left mm-hmm. a bunch on the table there. Could have easily sold another something at the beginning of the day, because I bought that on Thursday. So Friday, there wasn't a whole lot of IV left. But once it started really moving, uh, when the market opened, um, yeah, I could have gotten some really juicy premiums on it. Mm-hmm. So only getting, uh, let's see, $6 out of something I paid three seventy five when I could have gotten sixteen seventeen just for selling it. Ooh. I could have sold probably something at the money for close to three or four dollars and just paid for the call right there uh, but i think i was yeah, more focused yeah. on what i was doing with uh, space it's kind of hard to trade multiple ones yeah especially at work at work and then not using like think or swim or something you can <laughs> execute those quicker yeah i find in my head i only have so much emotional space to focus on so many things so right. like when amc is doing its crazy thing yeah i don't have the emotional processing power to go look up and see what ogi is doing idex <laughs> is doing i'm like no i'm watching the amc show oh, i forgot to mess- i was gonna text you and tell you that ogi was running up to three again <laughs> oh it's at like three fifteen, three sixteen. yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, my my premise remains on that. Yeah. British American Tobacco hasn't exited their their thing. OGI, it's a good good one. Anyway, my yeah. uh, <laughs> my ugly. Um, I when I made all those options moves, I uh, did it on margin mm. and decided that rather than ride and risk that margin call and let Ameritrade decide what it wants to sell, I moved out of things like OGI. And, uh, no, I already moved out of OGI. This week, I, I dumped everything but AMC mm-hmm. to, to cover that margin. And I still had to deposit a few bucks, too, <laughs> to finish covering it. But now you can sleep at night not worrying about it? Yes, but I really, I really shouldn't have uh, done it that way. I should have done it the other way, made the decision... To, to buy those calls and then and liquidate everything to do it. I right. shouldn't have just jumped in hastily on margin. But I, you know, I had I was doing. I guess I was doing a little bit of uh, of FOMO. I, I don't know if right. it's fear of missing out when you see the price moving how you want, expected yeah. it to move. Yeah. I'm like, shit! Now's the time to pull the trigger. Pull the trigger, Dan. And you always want more too. Always want more. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I should have. I should have really loaded up on uh, the twenty three dollar calls. I should just bought like ten of them. Yeah, should have maxed out my margin. No, no, you shouldn't. Have. <laughs> no, I shouldn't. Have. I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ugly was the margin. I didn't go hard enough. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what was that? What was yours? 
This one uh, is just relates to my personal goals uh, with the, the Mind Metrics program. Uh, I completely missed mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, setting my or keeping track of my set scores. Uh, I was just so lost oh. in the emotion of AMC, and then also coming off of a week of vacation, mm-hmm. uh, I just completely lapsed on doing anything with that program uh until i think i remembered it wednesday but i just forgot to actually like sit down and do it went back to it thursday friday made sure i made the effort to doing that but uh um, that's something you know i set as a goal i set an easy goal do it once a day and i still missed it Uh, to me that's pretty ugly Uh, we're always gonna keep fucking up aren't we yeah (laughs) god damn being being human's the worst rather be a cat and people can just fucking pet me all day and i just eat food and lay around and nap I assure you, I am not a cat. (laughs) 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 All right. So, wow, it's the end of May. You know what that means, Kyle? A new bet. June bets! Yes, new bet. Let's get that music going. Okay, all right, Kyle. I get to go first? You, you dirty, rotten son of a bitch, get to go first. Uh, and as much as I want to take AMC, I'm actually not going to, because that's, uh, that's the one that everyone's expecting. I, I, think, I think I want to ride with BlackBerry. Ooh. Final answer, Kyle? BB? Yeah, I'm, I want to go with BB. I've already made a bet on it uh, as far as options go. Uh, I think it, I saw it run up a good 20% just on yesterday, and I think it has the potential to go up to 15, 16. I don't think that AMC is ready to moon just yet, but, you know, who knows? Plus, might as well make it fun. Make it interesting. Blackberry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, damn, now you've put me in a pickle. <laughs> oh, AMC. Yeah, see, so I bought those puts because I'm like, yeah, there's a good chance they're going to they're gonna really hammer this and do their best to drop it down. Yeah, and that's kind of what I'm afraid of, too. But I actually also think by the end of the week, it's going to be higher than 26. Oh, and you're doing Blackberry? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to make it too too crazy. I'm riding the AMC train. I would. I would hold it over from last month's shares if I'd already talked about it, but I didn't. So <laughs> you can't. It's no uh, bet. I'll do a fresh, fre- new bet. Fresh yep. 500. Dan's putting an AMC because uh, YOLO. I don't know <laughs> because uh, I. It's what's what's happening. I do think it's going to end the week higher than 26. All right, ready for a random? I'm really ready for a random. All right. Uh, at least the random was nice enough to start off the week conservative. Uh, first trust Dorsey Wright Momentum and Value ETF. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, DVLU. Oh, DV. Delta yep. Victor Le- Leland Unger. Yep. Umbrella. Yep. All right. DVLU is our random ETF. Uh, there's a good chance it'll be beating me. It's actually a pretty solid, consistent upward momentum on that thing. I'm looking at the year-to-date chart. I mean, it opened up the year just under 18, and it's trading at 24, but it's just been a slow, steady rise that entire way. That's a pretty, pretty solid pick, random. Touche. Hats off. <laughs> Touche. Yeah, and it, it looks like it's, uh, it's just consolidating right there. Looks like random's going slow and steady versus our two hairs. <laughs> <laughs> right? 
Oh, all right. So there you have it. Kyle doing BB, Blackberry. I'm doing AMC, which is, of course, the movie theater chain. Random's doing its ETF bullshit. We'll see. As always, you can play along, uh, pick a bet for the week, pick a stock. Uh, You're not going to lose anything other than our respect. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's no wrong answers. You've all seen and heard us make plenty of bad picks on this bet. The P&L is the ultimate judge. (laughs) No joke, I was going to short NVIDIA. Oh, glad you didn't. You need to be following Vico, because uh, I think that was one of the stocks that Vico was pointing out as another runner. <laughs> if you, if one of the things that you're thinking of doing is opposite of what Vico's saying, don't do it. Yeah, I haven't gone through the, the whole thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and, and NVIDIA was, uh, they just, they ended the day on one. They, they, the, they were on the momentum list as a, a one day. No, I'm Friday. saying uh, v- was- Vico on Twitter every morning posts his trade ideas. I'm saying if you see one of his ideas on there that's opposite of what you're doing, then you should probably stop <laughs> or close I out. didn't see that on there. No, <laughs> I was just saying, I was just being a contrarian. I was looking at NVIDIA and I was being like, they're going to have a pullback this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying NVIDIA's done. I'm just saying for a weekly bet, yeah, yeah, I bet, yeah. I'll bet this is the week they have a pullback. Oh, but I, uh, I bet yeah, it yeah, yeah, AMC. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Never that's mind. all. That's all. Okay. I'm not actually saying NVIDIA is going to go down, just maybe for a week. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's, uh, that, 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 that brings us, folks, that brings us to the bitter, bitter end when we got to kick everybody out and close the doors and shut off the lights to save on electricity. <laughs> yeah, because our neighbors are stealing it to mine their Bitcoin. <laughs> flip that circuit breaker and we're done. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We just shut, shut it off at the main power source. We're just so glad that you, you, you're here with us and you stuck around. Uh, it's, so, it's so great having you here and being here in the shop. Uh, if you like our show, please let us know by rating and subscribing on your platform of choice. Uh, remember, if you give us a review on Apple Podcasts, uh, we will read it on the air. Are there other places people can leave us reviews, Kyle, that we could find or to read? Uh, Amazon, I, I like think, uh, can. Uh, those are the only two... That- I know for sure. I'm sure there's more, but they're hard to find. <laughs> leave a good review. Leave a bad review. It doesn't matter. We're going to read them on the air. Leave a funny review. Make Dan read something stupid. <laughs> <laughs> me, Dan. Me, clown. <laughs> me, know nothing. Oh, damn it. Okay, but we do. Got to close up shop. Uh, we love you all. We're coming back uh, next week. Uh, the upcoming this week, we're going to be back with uh, our month ending review. Find out those bet consequences that I got brewing for Kyle because I've had a lot of time to think yeah, about them, folks. Two months. A lot of time to stew that one up. <laughs> uh, and, and, and invite your friends along. Shop is always a better time with friends. Uh, more, the more the merrier. There's room for everybody here. We're all, you're all welcome. We love it. Uh, and until uh, till next time, happy trades. Bye, folks. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.